Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I just realized this is somewhat of a special show considering our first show ever was on an NBA, probably like a 13 game slate kind of night. It is wild that we've had that that last season pre COVID then had the league get canceled. The bubble get spun up and finished and a new season start all in the lifespan of lulls. That's true. Well, we do, we do have a we had 139 episodes after all. Yeah, it is. It is true. I mean, we were we put in the work, and uh, I still think every once in a while you get a what was the tweet last week where someone someone was surprised that we weren't doing exclusively League of Legends content. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't remember who it was. You sent that to me. Um, oh, so. So lulls isn't about League of Legends. Okay. <laughs> yes. We had a very misleading uh, a name. And uh, as names go, uh, you just stick with it. And, uh, and then it becomes synonymous with the show. I think we took the power away from League of Legends and made it our own at this point. Okay. Yeah. I did ask you at one point, like, do you think we should change it? You're like, nah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think technically our SEO is fine because it's like lulls colon a dfs show so yeah. it's it's fine um did we got see Hari in the chat oh what's up did you see rudy rudy gobert sign a mega deal too so just really what did he uh man he rewarded Jeez, we shouldn't reward menaces to society like that i mean <laughs> if it weren't for rudy gobert coronavirus never would have happened <laughs> he brought it from france here <laughs> Uh, who do we got? We got Jake Hari. What are we drinking tonight? You know what? We had the uh, the RG like Christmas party the other night, and they gave us a Drizzly gift card. So I got all of these uh, local main beers that I like. So I have some of that going. You got a claw? Yeah, I got a claw. <laughs> I didn't know it was Blackout Wednesday until 20 minutes ago when you DM'd me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. Jeffrey says this, and this is actually something I thought about. He said, hey, Pete, make a showdown NBA lineup. Test his showdown thought leader skills. This is this might be the only way I get access to NBA DFS because I just don't think – I don't think I'm getting in them 
full game slate, dealing with inactives, rotations, but I, I'll play some NBA showdown. I, I, it just seems too daunting. You got Apparently the slate was flipped on its head. Has it been a stressful day for you? Yeah, it's 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 been a while, but yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. And I'm trying new stuff too. It's kind of annoying. I, but I was thinking the exact same thing though of uh, of for you to get your feet wet or whatever. Showdowns makes way more sense. Yeah, and a lot of times there's like two game slates anyways, so it's like whatever. Just play the the night one, and all you have to worry about is right there five minutes before a lock, and you're done. Yeah, and I already have a process for showdown. Right. And I and I assume with NBA showdown, like there's no there's like no correlation or other like quirks that I would need to really think about, right? Yeah, there's some. Like you don't um, want like direct backup guys in the same lineup, but in showdowns, even there you might. You it's know. like football where you like could have two running two backs. Running backs. Yeah. And um and I think, you know, in my opinion, anyways, I think you you don't want to be super aggressive with the dupes because there's just not as many good lineups as there's in football. And like a guy who's projected for like, you know, 1.2 points in football can easily get 10, right? Like he just gets a lucky 30 yard catch or something. Yeah. It doesn't happen in basketball. You're not, I gotta, I mean, it can kind of happen if there's a huge blowout and the guy gets like an extra nine minutes of run. And even then, like, you can't even tell who's going to get that run a lot of the times because if it's, like, a super blowout, then maybe the garbage guy will get it. If it's a medium blowout, they might stick with some of the younger guys. It's tough to, to even judge. I got to tell you real quick about – so I played the showdown slate on Monday, right, that gross Bengals uh, game against the Steelers. And so I had made 1,500 lineups, and I'm and I'm now trying to – do more with i had told you uh product ownership instead of cumulative so i pulled it into my spreadsheet and i scrolled down i made 1500 and i my last lineup i looked at it and it had to have been the worst lineup i've (laughs) ever seen in my life brian Uh it had austin siebert the the Bengals kicker at captain and then all three Bengals running backs in it travion williams samaj p ryan and geo bernard so like a Bengals onslaught with the kicker and all three running backs. And yet the game script, like it could have almost gotten there uh, with how well the Bengals Ryan didn't, Ryan didn't do anything. No, but I'm just, that's the worst lineup I've ever seen in my life. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. You know, one of these, one of those ones I was in first for a little bit, like at halftime or something. Yeah. I had 10, 10 dupes. And it was like, and it's like 48,000 the first and a million in a milli maker. And it's like, God damn, like 10 dupes is pretty good. And you, you've, you know, you're like, Oh, this is good. I'm in first. Let's see how I'm doing. It's like, not that I would complain about getting 48 grand, but I'm yeah. saying like, you'd expect like, you know, some sort of, it's like, it just shows you the bigger the price, like the bigger you chose your, like how duping hurts you so bad. And those, cause like 10 even goes like, ugh. I wonder, I'm worried I swung too far back in the other direction when you I tell you that lineup and in the play action, Brian, I mm. looked, I used that tool. We have our guy, it's, uh, I'll give a plug to it because I like using it. It's sports-projections.com and he has a showdown contest analyzer where you can just upload the CSV. I had the most unique lineups of anyone in the $3.20 max with 150,000 entries. Yeah. I was the king of non-dupe but maybe too far, Brian. Maybe I went too far. Maybe. 
Um, I mean, you can make just lineups that just have no chance. I think I did. <laughs> so, yeah, it's possible. But, like, I, you know, I've said this a million times. You have to, like, get that whatever that strategy is and then just dial it in. But don't go crazy changing it too much. So maybe pull it back a little bit. But, I mean, what did you have? Do you know? Did you have all singles? All for uniques. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had one that was duped like eight times, and then mm-hmm. every single other one was unique. And this was 20 max? Yeah, the the big three dollar one. Mm. And normally, like when I was when I was focusing, when I was using the like cumulative ownership, I would normally be in the like five to fifteen range for dupes in that big one. And now that I'm like really trying to dial it in, um I I might have swung too far because I had basically no dupes. Maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't go too crazy though. I I, yeah. I I like singles, if especially if you can look at those twenty and look at them and be like, yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Well, I I had I'd been looking at Osimo's lineups recently, and his he is like, and he even had a tweet joking about it, but he's like super heavy on the kickers and defenses to get unique. Like he has like double kicker, double defense lineups. Yeah, not so much in the captain for the kickers. I no. Think. Yeah, but. Uh, the, the defenses he certainly will shove shove in there a captain yeah yeah i'm having a yeah i've 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 noticed that basically in the like super high scoring games or the the higher total games i'll normally get unique with like a super random player you know like the fullback or whoever and then in like the lower scoring games i'm more getting like unique with the captain like with the kicker defense captain and, and stuff like that. Um, which I guess intuitively makes sense, but um, I don't know. It's tough with the cat, with the kicker and captain. Yeah. It's tough. I've been getting a, a couple percent here and there and I'm always like, ugh. well, all right. <laughs> like that's, do- that's like, how do you like when I'm scanning through like my CSV or whatever, and I'm, you know, you're just doing like a quick glance and you're like, Oh, this one is going to be low owned because of this random player. And like, because it's showdown and I feel like you can justify anything, I'm, I often have a hard time, other than that last lineup when I'm like three Bengals running backs and a Bengal kicker captain probably isn't a good lineup. Like I have a hard time being like, that's a bad lineup for showdown in a 150,000 person contest. I know. Yeah, it's it's you're you're trying to accomplish something that the field really isn't isn't up to yet, I don't think anyway. So like, I don't know, I would stick with it or dial it back a little bit but like you don't want you don't want like you know 10 average dupes in that no you know like like five like so just a little bit where like your highest is like 20 and everything else and then and then once you get that sweet spot then you can know like well some slates you'll be a little higher some slates you'll be a little lower because you can never really guess perfectly anyways yeah so i mean in all ones might might be a little too much, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't hate it. Yeah. Jake asked, do you ever play anyone that has a less than zero projection? I, I don't think my process would, would get on that. Yeah, I don't project it. A guy will come out and immediately fumble. <laughs> um <laughs> I know what he means. Like yeah. just this guy who's not playing, just well, and the tough thing is, like, I mean. It's hard. Like, again, I don't do projections, but for some of those like wide receiver fives or fullback, like 
it's hard to project those because I think, I feel like a lot of these teams have like these wide receiver five and wide receiver sixes, like the guys that are active. And it just, you don't know who's going to be on the field on one random package and get a catch. I don't, I don't know. It, it is tough. I feel like to project those fringe guys. Sure. But I mean, I have put like um, guys in like my optimizer that have zero by accident and then run it in a simulation and the zero guys sometimes get there. Like, and they'll say this should be, this line should be in there. Cause you stick in five studs. I never do it, but um, it's definitely, it's possible. Oh, I read Jake Hari blackout Wednesday is that uh, he meant greater than zero. Uh, yes. All of the guys in my lineups have a greater than zero projection. Um, what, but he's, uh, yeah. Do you play everyone that? Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, oh, if, I see what he's saying. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So fantasy cruncher, I, I type in point one, right? Because it defaults to what most. Yeah. And they, I feel like a lot of the optimizers have some of that stuff in place too, where it'll be like, oh, don't play a defense against other players. Like you have to unselect stuff like that. Yeah. You have to put all that stuff back in there. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Dave P, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, Brian, what are you are you doing anything for the holidays? Any family stuff? Yeah, pretty pretty standard, but just smaller and shorter. We're gonna try to pull it off here. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow I'm gonna go to my my parents' house for a little afternoon Christmas Eve. Nice. How about you guys? Yeah, just going over to my in laws. Yeah. Um, we'll go over there for Christmas Eve and Christmas. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for, I've been like extremely online, uh, even more so the past few days, I feel like. So I'm excited to have a few days of just getting away from the computer. Yeah. Well, tomorrow there's like absolutely nothing, right? I, I, uh, yeah, I don't even know. I assume no basketball. There's no, yeah. No golf. No Thursday night football. That no there's just a this week. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for a little bit. I think, I think I'm even going to sit out the showdown slate on Christmas. Cause I'll be over at the in-laws early and I'm not going to try to make lineups an hour and a half. I were eating dinner. I'm not that much of a degen. I finally, <laughs> uh, I can, I can take one showdown slate off. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it to myself now to like pump myself up. I like I'm acting like I can. I'm like, no, Peter, you you can take one showdown slate off. Wouldn't you have to have your computer with you and stuff? Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't, because I I learned my lesson. You can't make showdown lineups before an actives come out. I mean, it's a fool's errand. No, you got to be there for that last whatever forty five minutes for sure. The thing is, is like I think with my in laws at this point, like I could get away with it. Like, oh, Pete's going to do his fantasy thing, but like I, I don't want to get away with right. it. Uh, Christmas, and we gotta. Yeah. I want to gear up for the three gamer. That that's gonna be a fun one on Saturday. In my experience, it doesn't work as well as a real job excuse. Like, like I gotta go down to the factory, like, <laughs> right? But like, I gotta play gamble, play poker, or whatever. It, it doesn't nearly work as well with. What if I what if I call my laptop the factory and I say I gotta go down to the factory? Maybe that could work. Yeah, I mean if you're if your in-laws are complete idiots, sure. That might work. Eric makes a good point. Can't use your phone. Who needs a pewter? I mean, maybe I should just, you know, get some of that hardworking hand builder ethos and uh, just fire off 150 showdown lineups from my phone. Like is a that real like, man. Is that like the ultimate hand building like uh, hierarchy? 
like hand building from a phone. Do you think anyone has ever 150 max via phone? Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, I, like I you have, I have, are literally manually creating 150 lineups on a phone. I think I've done it once. What? Uh, oh, not, not, not using an optimizer on the phone. Okay. But you have that. What was that experience like? Oh, it was, it wasn't good. That was a long <laughs> time ago, but yeah. Cause, cause you can do it on your phone and then download and upload on your phone. It works. Wow. That's a lot. Like what was the circumstances that led you to doing that? On your phone? Uh, some late scratch and, and my laptop wasn't working or something. I can't remember. The internet goes out, so you have to like go to your phone, <laughs> like that. You know that phone Wi-Fi yeah. work. I don't know. It's been it's been a wild ride. Uh, you know, we didn't have all these tools five six years ago either. Yeah, and I had a job, so like I'd be coming home from the train, like just entering lineups <laughs> on the train ride on the L. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So man. what? What? Uh, did you get a lot of action down uh, for NBA tonight? Yeah. I did. I uh, I maxed uh, everything on Yahoo and Super Draft and and um, yeah, uh, FanDuel had two big ones, and I maxed the three dollar, and I did half on a little over half of the hundred dollar, mm-hmm. and uh, I did uh, three in the eight eighty eight on. DraftKings and they're 150 and they're 220s. Nice. Okay, no DraftKings too. Feeling feeling good about it? No. No. No, no my my uh my sim kept giving me this fucking John, I don't even know the guy's name. John Cuncher or something. People are probably going to be <laughs> See, I'm not even here to make fun of you because I don't know the name too. It's not a JD yeah, McKenzie. A O N C H A R. Someone in the chat will drop a phonetic spelling in, I'm sure. And he and he was popping up in like seven percent of my lineups or something. I'm like, that seems too high. But the problem was he was in my 888 lineup. I'm like, I don't want this piece of garbage I never heard of in my 80. I'll like risk a little bit in the. So I had to like just finagle that, finagle that around and. But other than that, and, and I'm not, and it's I'm completely new process. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, right it's, now it's not looking good, but uh, golf is kind of uh, golf. NBA is a little different though. Sweating because it doesn't like if you're in dead last right now, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because you got, you got all night and you could easily have like the majority of your, your core players going in the last game, last few games. So how do you like one thing that seems just overwhelmingly daunting to me with NBA aside from all the inactives and at lock, like how do you, how do you do late swap for like your MME stuff? I mean, is that just a nightmare? Yeah. The, it's got the late swap optimizer now on fantasy cruncher yeah. and I, and road grinders has one too. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Okay. Especially for FanDuel because FanDuel, you, you can't like even search for your players. But like I assume I, I get if it's like a super cut and dry thing of like getting a guy out or whatever. I, I, I guess I'm just you know, from now doing more late swap in NFL this year, I feel like so many of my late swap decisions are very like fringe cases and I'm waiting until the last minute to see how many points my early guys got and trying to weigh those pros and cons. Like I just don't know how I would juggle that 
for a ton of lineups and a ton of moving situations. Yeah, for uh, for a one fifty, I don't think you need to do the whole this lineup's bad, so I'm going to take chances here. This lineup's good, so I'm going to stick. You know, I don't think you need to do that in the NBA because not a ton of people late swap. Yeah, and so like, and there's so many news updates, which maybe we should check and see if there's anything. <laughs> going right now there's so many news updates that if you just you know redo your projections and upload and and and, and late swap you're i think you're good okay. you're doing better than 99 percent of people yeah yeah so like but if you have like a cash game or something right with like let's say you, you entered 500 different cash games same exact lineup you want to check your opponent then i would yeah, yeah then then for that one you could be like lebron lebron you know stunk it up all right let's pivot off of this guy See if I can see if I can get in cash. Um, did, are you playing NBA cash too? Yeah, yeah. Not on DraftKings, but um, but I am. Anthony Simmons ruled out. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, does it? Do you? Are you like because you? I know you said you're doing your new process and stuff, so that adds like a level of stress. But like, it does it feel like? like work to you? Or are you excited to have NBA back? Is, is this fun for you? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm not, I didn't do anything new totally with my projections and stuff. Just like how I enter my lineups was yeah. what you now. And it's kind of annoying. That part of the season is kind of annoying because you got to make sure. Okay. And I would use basketball monster. They closed down their DFS yeah. product. And I would use them for their rosters because they had like all 15 man rosters updated instantly as soon as there's injury news. And so like I wouldn't use their projections, but they quickly updated everything before anyone else. They're like definitely the fastest. And so I just refresh that, bam, okay, here's who's playing, here's who's out. And Man, so that helped. I, I think we talked about this before, but like basketball monster was what I used back in the day when I was just playing season long and that site was so damn good. Uh, and it was Matt Buser and Justin fan now who's over at action network, I think was over there working on the projections and that, that site was awesome way ahead of its time. As far as like, I was using that in 2008 to like beat my college buddies in, in NBA fantasy basketball season long. And, uh, I don't, I don't think there were probably many tools whatsoever like that in the space back then i'm yeah i'm surprised that they're that they're closing up shop i wonder if that's a bad sign yeah or i yeah i don't know i actually don't know the story behind it and i'm not as well versed in the nba tools out there or if they were why they didn't feel like they had a place in the market but man that was like a revelation to me to their live draft analyzer and telling you which categories to focus on uh, you know, based on what you drafted, you know, the second you draft Kevin Love, okay, well, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're punting blocks and you're focusing on three pointers and rebounds and, you know, free throw percent. Like, I love that aspect of season long basketball and basketball monster just would, would crush it for you in, in real time. Hmm. I never used that part of it, just the DFS one, but, um, I hated NBA full season. Worse, it's worse than, worse than, uh, Football for sure, and worse I, baseball, which is also pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played season-long basketball since college. Maybe one year out I played, but 
Yeah. I mean, when you're in college though, and you have nothing going on, it's your only fantasy game. It, you know, it was fun to, to grind the, uh, the daily, but now I, I, I literally cannot even imagine grinding daily waivers. Yeah. I would like to hear myself back in the day grinding. <laughs> why can't, why didn't I win? You know, like, well, I felt like I had stumbled a, uh, across a cheat code because you're playing with buddies and everyone's just drafting, you know, quote unquote, the best players. And you're just realizing like, all I'm doing is optimizing for five categories. And it's just like the picks seem weird. It's just like you're every week, five, four, five, four, five, four. It's like, I built a juggernaut in five categories and I'm going to coast to the championship because no one else thought of that. But you got to start your guys. Yeah. You still got to sit there and start your guys every day. It's of uh, course. It's a grinder's the dream. Of energy, uh, news in the NBA. Oh my god! Yeah, awful for twenty bucks. You know, like a twenty buck entry fee. Oh, or whatever. I know. That that's why I'm. I get a panic attack just like listening to you NBA guys talk about it. I mean, it, you know, I'd been doing the, the the bit. You know, the slate getting flipped on its head. And someone was like, if you're going to do this for NBA, get ready to schedule this tweet like four times a day for the next, you know, four months. <laughs> You yeah. know, it's like, I don't, it sounds extremely stressful. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, it's good and bad though, because then when the injury news happens, a certain percentage won't even know, won't yeah. change anything. And so, because the edges are in the NBA are a lot smaller too. So you, you have to do it. Well, if I heard, you're not gonna, if you're not going to late swap, don't play. I heard no one loses in NBA DFS up. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Isn't that bit though like two years old now? Like, I don't even I don't even get like what is the what is the origin of the bit? I think it was because it was easier to win and then uh and then just everyone said it. And so like how can everyone be a winner? It's impossible type of thing. Was it is it because because NBA projections are are closest to reality of like any sport, right? Like the projections are the best for NBA, would you say? I mean, yeah, I don't know if the best is the right word, but yeah, they're they're the least variant. Yeah, okay, least variant. And so is the idea of just like if anyone has access to good projections, like it's hard for them to fall flat on their face. I, I guess I could see that maybe for cash games, but I don't know how, I feel like that bit doesn't apply to GPPs, right? I guess I don't, I can't, I don't, I think they were talking about like I th- everything, but I, th- I thought the bit was everyone claims to be winner. That's not possible. There's too many people saying they win it NBA DFS because it's really actually really hard to win an NBA DFS. Most people lose. I thought that was what it was. Maybe somebody in chat knows. Yeah. The chat is, is blown up about this, Matt. I had to update my $20 home league NBA lineup today and it took a lot out of me to be honest. Nick says this bit has been flipped on its head so many times that it's actually a relevant bit again. Clay says you can play every day, so you're not waiting one week to the next. Um, HM wants to know, does FanDuel still have no late swap for NBA? I'd probably play FanDuel if they didn't have late swap. They have late swap, yes, and I feel the same way as you. I would rather they get rid of it. It's better It's better for casuals, too, but they're the ones who fought FanDuel on it and DraftKings on it. So it's I know. like, okay. And yeah, but I, if they both lock, that'd be much, much better. I would become like a single entry three max player, I think, for NBA DFS if there wasn't late swap. Because I could yeah. manage that. Yeah. 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 No, it, I don't know why they. I, the, FanDuel went back because of COVID, but yeah. I don't. 
I think DraftKings went back because of fan pressure. And RG had a big threat on it, you know, whenever, a couple years ago. And just everyone in there is like, bring back late swap, bring back late swap. It's like like when when there's a high-scoring NFL week and everyone's like, I had 200 points and didn't cash. This is bullshit. It's like, dude, that has, that's not why you didn't cash. And and just because you can't late swap doesn't mean like you're the only one affected by it and you lost. Like I understand their frustration of not being able to switch out a guy, but what was the what ended up being kind of like the response to the dropping the late score idea? That seemed like a good compromise. Or the uh, lowest score, sorry. Yeah, I didn't personally like that, but um I think I don't know why they got rid of that too. But yeah, I don't know why. I think I think enough people just didn't like it. You know what I like for what I want to do for PGA is I think PGA is the perfect sport to do it. So it's just you have a six man team, just make an alternate. Just give yourself an alternate who's equal to or less than your lowest price golfer in that lineup. And if somebody drops out, you get that other dude. That's cool. Yeah. It's clean too. Yeah, it's clean. It's like who cares? Like it's so you get a sixty five hundred dollar golfer in there, it's like whatever but like maybe you can cash now um you know because jason day feels like going into the fucking disney world um i don't think you can you like because in the nba how are you going to do that like i don't think you can really do it. you could do it for like flex and then you're injured guy but then if your guy gets scratched and he's not in flex how do you switch that out you can't have eight backups it's probably too hard for that i yeah. mean it does suck it does like make the product less fun for the casual player yeah, probably. Which is at the end of the day, it's like, what are you going to do? You just got to let them switch out from their crappy lineup to another crappy lineup. Yeah, but it like, is. It yeah. is ironic that the the casual player doesn't know what's best for them <laughs> in this situation. Right. Yeah. I they just realized. Oh, god. They could do like like little strategy things, like just make you know two lineups, you know, one with what you think's best, and one with like, okay, this guy might get scratched. I'm just going to gamble and say he. He's questionable. He's not going to play and play this other guy. And then there's nothing else the pros can do because the lineups are locked. And yeah. they're not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give away. You know, forty percent of my exposure to some guy who's questionable. Right. Right. Like I might throw a couple extra in there. Yeah. But, so yeah, it's there's there's things they could do that can help them improve. They don't have to be around the computer the whole time. Yeah. It, for like one lineup, three lineups. It's, it's but whatever it is what it is. Yeah, I just realized coincidentally I grabbed I have all these like random glasses so that when I'm having a beer and this one is an NBA themed one. It's the Birdman. You remember back him oh. when he was on the Nuggets? Of course. Yeah. So RB like he was a big fan favorite in Denver when I was in high school. Uh, and Arby's did like this promo where they get given away Birdman glasses. We we're like, dude, we gotta go to Arby's and get these Birdman glasses. <laughs> it has his career stats right there. <laughs> wow, he ended up getting into uh, quite a bit of trouble. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say, it. didn't he end up getting arrested or something? Yeah, he had he had a, a lot of infractions. One of them that I believe was like pretty bad, um, like child porn bad. I don't mean to slander him if that's not the case, but I want to say that was something. Please don't sue me, Birdman, if I just slandered your good name. 
Don't do uh, but, me, don't sue me. <laughs> don't do, that's the new shirt. Don't do me, don't sue me. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Dave P. Arby's curly fries are amazing. You know what? I don't mind the curly fries. I also used to love their Jamocha shake, that like coffee shake. I, I wasn't ever I'm not a huge like roast beef sandwich guy, but I'm with you. I like the the curly fries. Um and now I need to like look up Birdman's. Now they're saying he was blackmailed. Okay, maybe oh, maybe I only got the the first part of the story. Maybe Birdman. I don't have to feel guilty from drinking from a Birdman glass. Oh, Trump should pardon him either way, just in case. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's going on a pardoning spree right now. I think I might have had that fucking contra guy in one of my lineups. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you, Nick, for pointing this out. Chris Anderson clears criminal charges after falling victim to a catfish scheme. And my prevailing sentiment in my head was that this was this bad dude and he was exonerated and I didn't even realize it. Cheers to Birdman. Do your own research. See, that's why you can't believe anything Pete says. Um, I'm, a, I'm having a bad day. Earlier today, I... May, I was we were talking on the Swolecast about Judge Ito uh for like an Ito Smith nickname and I made something that like uh Ito uh, Lance Ito was on the Supreme Court and he was the OJ judge on the Los yeah. Angeles Superior Court but I accidentally said Supreme Court I got I got roasted for that one so I'm having a rough rough day here a lot of yeah, lies that's the OJ judge right yeah you no, know I, with Birdman he's probably it's too obvious for him to be like a freak like that. You know what I mean? Like he just, he'd probably cover it up. I do think he did get in trouble with drugs at one point, but it, Oh yeah. Yeah. He had had a drug problem, which he kept in the league for a while. That's uh, entirely different than child porn and trafficking. No, it it definitely is uh, incredibly different. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no Denver. I mean, he was, Denver Nuggets fan favorites, him and Earl Boykin. Do you remember Earl Boykin? Sure. Like five foot five. Or yep. Five five, exactly. Yeah, Earl Boykin. He was good though. He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I love those little guys. Spud Webb, Earl Boykin, Muggsy Bogues. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh yeah. That it is wild. Yeah, who it like, yeah, I mean. Even Allen Iverson at the like they would list him at like six one and you knew he was like a glorified five ten. Yeah, five ten, five eleven. How about Mahmoud yeah. Abdul Rauf, Chris dude, Jackson? Dude, he was one of my heroes growing up. Yeah. 
that those Denver teams, like back when they when they were the eight seed and they knocked off the Supersonics and it was the Matumbo, Lafonso, yeah. Ellis, like those okay. were fun teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing that. I remember playing them in like NBA Live or whatever. Oh, I thought you were gonna say NBA DFS. I was like, you don't don't you're full of shit. <laughs> back in '93. Yep, the early '90s. Yeah. Um, Clay says, "Did you have mellow sneakers?" No, I didn't. I was never. Even as a Nuggets fan, I didn't ever love Carmelo. I fell in that camp of like, I didn't like his style of play. I felt he was a ball stopper. I feel like he had kind of an attitude. Like he he just never was someone I got super excited about. Um, I was more of a Chauncey Billups guy. He was a hometown Colorado mm. dude. My cousin played against him in the state championship when they were both high school. <laughs> Chauncey Billups dunked on my cousin. Um, what do you yeah. think when I, AI was traded there? I, AI was more like fun for me, you know, like all the kids on my basketball league, everyone started wearing compression sleeves. We always try to like perfect what I called like the taco jumper where like his legs went up and his, you know how, like when he shot, like it was like his legs went forward in his hands. We always called it the taco jumper. Allen Iverson was kids loved Allen Iverson, man. My, me and my buddy used to just make fun of that trade so bad because we're really? like, they're never going to win. They're never going to no. win. It was and a perfect trade. Like, there's something about, like, you could just tell. And Iverson could have won one, maybe one of those years with Phillies, uh, with the 76ers or. When he dragged them to the finals. Yeah, like at some point. But once he went, got traded to. To Denver, I'm like, yeah, that these two, that's not gonna, it's not gonna work. It was a bad, it was a it was bad great when the game was changing too, and it's like those two do not fit in the in this this new NBA. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about D'Angelo Russell missed his uh, COVID test, and so we were scrambling here uh, right before we started whether he was gonna play or not, and then he he didn't get started, so he's coming off the bench, and I'm like, eh, should I? I only have a few lineups, so I'll just leave him. But like, um. He's the kind of he's like not like exactly like those guys, not nearly as good, obviously, but like he's on Minnesota now. And I'm like, this is perfect, perfect team for him. Like he can go there, put up big numbers and not win shit. <laughs> you and that is the thing. I, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is naive, but I feel like in basketball, like, do you think this is a bad take that in basketball players are more likely to be content on bad teams if they're getting like big usage themselves more so than other sports. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like NFL wide receivers are kind of the same way. Like if they're not getting catches they they could cause some does Bryant type problems. Yeah. Um, David uh, says rest in peace. My liver. So many days off. So many slates just got here. What are we talking and drinking fellas? Uh, Brian's got claws. I'm drinking uh, a main beer company pale ale, and we're reminiscing about uh, mid and late '90s NBA action. <laughs> Wait, were you in? A, were you a Chicago Bulls guy? You know, not really. Um, I mean, I did go to some of the Jordan games and stuff, but like, um, I wasn't really a huge NBA fan, honestly. I like like the Golden State Warriors and the Bulls, but like Chris I- Mullins. Like, yeah, like, like Mullen, yeah. um, run TMC, Mitch, 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 uh, Richmond, a little See, bit. 
and I've like flipped. Like I was hardcore NBA. Like as a kid growing up was my was my favorite thing. And then I had like a stretch for a while when I found out about girls where I didn't care about any sports. And then I became really into football. And now I'm not as much into into basketball. It's funny. I don't know how it is now, obviously, but like knowing fantasy sports and stuff in high school and knowing about sports was not cool. <laughs> Dude, I used to, me and my buddy would go, cause the, if this was in high school, we would go and Yahoo would have their season long drafts and they had two kind of drafts. You know, you'd have the live drafts you do, but you had to like schedule them. You know, you like, you had to know ahead of time, like you're going to do one, but they also had these automated drafts where it would just randomize it and just give you the team. You didn't even get to do the draft, but I would go in and it's just like, you know, you're killing time at lunch or during a free period and you just do one of these automated drafts. And it was so bad because we would just do it until you get a team that you liked. So I probably had like 50 of these random Yahoo teams and I just kept letting them do the automated drafts until I was like, oh yeah, this one has Paul Pierce. Yeah, let's keep this one. It was so stupid, but like, that that high of doing uh, fantasy basketball, man. It's uh, fantasy sports. I think it's always been wired within us at some point. Pro- yeah, I mean, yeah. I first played fantasy baseball in my dad's league. Uh, I was probably like twelve. Um, he's not a huge sports fan, so I knew more about about the team than he did. Uh, but yeah, but like no one. There's like only a couple guys in high school who were like knee deep into sports. Well, I feel like it's more accepted or popular now. Like fantasy sports for sure. Like everyone and their mother plays now, like some form yeah. of like fantasy football or something. Gambling in general too with just um, office pools and shit like that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's I, way more prevalent. My wife and I have just like for random shit to throw on when we're like going to bed or whatever, we've been watching Survivor. And my – introduction to survivor was with my buddies in high school and this was like one of my first gambling experiences where we would put all the names of the contestants in a hat and i'll put in like 20 bucks and draw out two names or three names and then if your name that you drew out one survivor that season you would get the pool and it was just like watching survivor reality tv with a sweat like a gambling sweat was like the most revelatory thing in the world i was grinding spoilers trying to figure out who won and then trying to broker trades like with my buddies. It was so bad. Uh, But that, I mean, I think maybe what I'm trying to say is I've always had a a D-Gen bug in me uh, from the beginning. How much are you guys gambling? No, it was like 20 bucks in the pot. But for like a a sophomore in high school, that was to have a pot with 200 bucks was like, I thought this was like last year. (laughs) (laughs) This we're talking 2002. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. It makes yeah, it does it does make everything more interesting. You know, sure. New York sounds like they're gonna get legalized. How how close? Uh it sounds like uh Cuomo's on board. So it hopefully is. he can do that before uh he gets the attorney general gig. I love uh I mean what we're coming what was it like six or seven years ago that there was the DFS protests in New York? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the DraftKings one. Oh, not Draft. I'm sorry, FanDuel. Uh, was it FanDuel or DraftKings? I can't remember. But the RG guys all went there, right? Yeah, no, I remember because people were posting those clips. I think of Cal and and those guys yeah. there. Man, 
Democracy in Action. And who who knew a mere seven years later that it didn't do anything? <laughs> Still illegal. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, yeah. Brian, we, we should tell the people, you and me, I don't think we had ever collaborated on a lineup. We played a, a Yahoo 10-man this week. Yeah, we did. We had a whole strategy, and we were going to do a little like content show on it and everything. And it, and then the slate got flipped on its head, and there was not as much point to doing to doing anything with it. Yeah, we registered. It was a 10-man, what, $1,000 buy-in? Yeah, 1050 10 man on Yahoo. Uh, five to first, three to second, two to third. Yeah. And uh, some recognizable names in there. Uh, we had Mock Lovin, uh, Kirk Deese uh, over at Roto Grinders. Who, uh, who, who else was in there that we recognized? Papa Gates. Papa Gates. Um, it, that, was, that was actually a really good sweat. A really good sweat. Yeah. Without Fournette or one last touchdown for Fournette, would we take him first? I think so. So, like, what Brian and I, we had a lineup that we liked, and then when Pollard and Lynn Bowden opened up, we got both of them in the lineup, but multiple teams kept Leonard Fournette. And so so then Leonard Fournette getting those suck-out TDs really hurt, and then Brian and I were in second heading into Sunday night, and a couple teams had Jarvis Landry. And we yeah. needed to fade a Jarvis Landry touchdown to hold on for second. Some, Of course, he gets the TD. And then we were up by like less than a point for third. And so all it was was like one Jarvis Landry play for more than five yards. And we're toast. And luckily, he blanked out the rest of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So ended up getting lucky, I guess. We did. The, the idea was. The uh, you say the, the thesis. The thesis of the turn. <laughs> <laughs> of our strategy was you make five lineups, I make five lineups, yeah. and then we sim it out and pick the best lineup. Which is funny because we didn't do that. We <laughs> we, we started to do that. Well, no, not even. So because you did five, I did five, we simmed it out, and then we picked the fourth best lineup. <laughs> Remember? Because the top four all had four net. Right. But that I think the the thesis was we were trying to do that uh before right. all the news changed it was the best non fournette the fourth lineup so yeah. we rolled with that that lineup was awesome too by the way it had uh watson and montgomery in it do you think those guys that had like chipotle and those guys that kept fournette do you think that was out of laziness or do you think that was purposeful i think I'm not positive, but I think it was purpose purposeful. At first I thought it was laziness, but then what we ended up deciding on for our lineup was I just had like my top two optimals there and we picked the non Fournette one. Um, but the Fournette one was my my optimal right up yeah. until yeah. It, it wasn't I guess to their lineups, but it was damn close. And I guess the thing that I'm having to wrestle with is like in my head like the play on Fournette didn't change in a vacuum because of the Pollard news it just made Pollard the better like pump play but that doesn't mean you still couldn't have played both of them I just didn't want to have to play Fournette but Fournette helped you get up to studs in other spots so then when Pollard opened up it was like oh just swap those guys out but I guess you still could have let him ride 
Well, who were the, th- the three running backs? We had Kamara, Pollard, and Henry. And Henry. So yeah, if you if but if you take Fournette, then you gotta get rid of Henry or Kamara. Yeah. So I was fine. I was fine playing Fournette. Honestly, I wasn't as against them as everyone else was. But it's like I'm fine getting rid of Fournette. Obviously, like he could. Who knows, right? He could get pulled after five bad carries or something. So like, but the the thing I liked was you got to keep Henry and Kamara. Yeah. In a and, 10 And then I guess the one maybe thing that would be interesting for other people on this was this idea. I think the lineups I sent over because it was a 10 man were definitely like more cash type with like a, a pivot or two of like a low owned re- wide receiver. I didn't think would be duped. Um, and then the Sims though, seemed to like more of the, the game stack, but we didn't end up really on the game stack. Everyone had Lamar and a lot of teams had Lamar to Andrew. So I wouldn't even really count that, but before that news, we were going to maybe go with kind of like a Mahomes game stack. That was the that seemed out the best one was the Mahomes game stack. So I made two cashy lineups and three stacks for for my five, but four of them had Fournette in it. Yeah. So like he like drew, he like really drove the projections, but yeah, it liked it liked the Mahomes one. Um, and the second one, it was a golf one too. Cause good thing we didn't take that. And it, that seems a little risky f- for my blood. And who knows now in hindsight, what I would think now, but like in a 10 man, but it's interesting to note though, that even in a 10 man, it likes, it still likes being off, off the, uh, chalk a little bit and stat and correlation helps. And one of our plays that we both liked that ended up helping us was, I believe we were the only person in the field with Robert Woods. Maybe there was one more team. Maybe it was 20% owned, I want to say. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was 20%. So there was one other team, but that was a nice one for us to get in there to be differentiated. Um, Yeah, you called that too. You said this perfect. We'll have all studs and and Woods. Woods will be the the one-off, like kind of lower own guy. And then you were saying too that like you you put that lineup that we ran in the ten man in some other stuff and that it was doing even better in other stuff just because that ten man was more competitive. I put it in everything. Yeah, yeah. I I had the entire Yahoo slate, like everything. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like every single tournament, I was in first, and uh, every cash game. I like with that lineup. Uh, well, that line was part of it. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't even look what the winning tournament one was, but I ended up, I ended up doing well. Nice. So, but yeah, like you can only win so much because it, well, it's Yahoo, but also, um, like you can't take, it's, it's tough to take first, second, third, and fourth and everything. So like, but yeah, it's certain going into Sunday night, I had like, I must've had like, I don't know, a, a quarter or of the money or a third of all the money. <laughs> which is nice which is obviously nice um but yeah so well are we gonna are we gonna run it back this week so we'll run it back this week you know what i was thinking too is like this is the worst part of the season to try this little why because it's the the sit weeks right next next not this one but next one for sure yeah for well we don't have to run it back week 17 this week should be fairly normal yeah. Okay. But you you never know though. You never know. Once it gets getting the the last few weeks, 
things can get a little. Is there is there any? I even I don't even know what the standings are. Well, the Chiefs. I have heard some rumblings. You know, now that the Steelers have started to implode, like, and I'm not in the weeds on it, but I don't yeah. think the Chiefs have a lot to play for right now, except the thing of like, if you sit, like your players are almost sitting an entire month, right? If you sit them 16, 17, and the bye, yeah, <laughs> like you don't want your players to be sitting a month. That's true. It is football, though. You get them nice and healthy. Um, Tyreek is a little banged up right now. He didn't practice today, so that that could be interesting. And it could go. They they say we're not going to play him on Friday, and we're fine too. So like it, it could be, it could work itself out. But you know, and and it's and it's COVID season, so who, so who the hell knows, anyways? But yeah, generally for this strategy, because you have to, you have a ton of shows you got to do, get in your own lineups. And then I'm I'm AFK or what, anyways I not AFK I'm on my keyboard so much that I you're at the I, factory I'm on the factory after ten thirty <laughs> I can't do shit really besides here's the optimal here's the second optimal which one do you want Well we were both swamped and I remember check it check it in after the Zeke I was like we probably need to change this right <laughs> you're yeah like, yeah I'm like doing it right now There's no way There's no way we could have went in there without Pollard No no no, no. he was a lock. If we were playing a twenty dollar, we would have just said fuck it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and for grand, you can't. Uh, no, you gotta do something. You gotta, you gotta get off your ass. Yeah, Sunday that was a stressful one for me. Um, we had because like Leone was in the uh, fantasy football world championship, so then we did our call a little later because he was getting his stuff all s- sorted out, and then we built three lineups for the $1,500 Millie, and then I had to like hop over to FanDuel. I wanted to check in with you about our Yahoo. I was trying to like – the reason I didn't end up with more Pollard was partly out of just like laziness and time crunch of like – I really liked my two main teams and I'm just like, I don't even have time to fiddle with this. Even though in a perfect world, I would just start from scratch and get Pollard because I loved Pollard. I thought he was a smash and I just, I didn't make it happen. Cause I was just like, I don't have the time to rethink this. That's what, one of the reasons I don't want to hand build at all. Cause I don't want to get, uh, you've probably never heard this term anchored. I don't want to get anchored to, uh, <laughs> to any of my lineups and if i make if i just make them and then cut and paste i don't even know who i have in there yeah so it's like okay pollard's in cut and paste. i don't care like i don't even know but like but i can tell like if i'm doing like just a few lineups and actually paying attention a little bit and then there i'm like oh god do i want to switch out you know today was tristan thompson starting d'angelo russell not starting then i go and look i'm like oh i like the way that lineup looks do i want to fuck with it you know like I'd much rather have no biases whatsoever and just go cut, paste, cut, paste, cut, paste. But, but which can be a detriment, you know, after this, this year and doing this show with you, we've talked about uh, like micro macro strategy. You want to have some of that, you know, like it definitely is an advantage to know who all the players are and stuff like that to some extent, to some extent. And I would say like, I do, it was interesting on that idea too, where like earlier in the week, and I'm not dunking on anyone, but like I brought up like Tony Pollard because Zeke was like really questionable. And I thought it was like a possibility. And I kept saying, you know, like if we get Tony Pollard somehow, like just total smash. And part of that is just from playing dynasty, knowing what a great college prospect was, knowing that he catches passes and that would be used in a bell cow role, like knowing he tested well athletic. Like I had this like baseline knowledge. Like I knew he wasn't just a guy. 
Like I knew he was a talented dude to where like when Benny Snell opens up, I'm like, all right, he's going to be a two down plotter. He's not going to be catching passes. He doesn't really have breakaway speed, like having some of that context. And again, I'm not super in the weeds, but I know just enough to feel like I have a grasp on what kind of like upside ceiling I'm getting with a guy to where I can just snap take be like, Oh man, Tony Pollard's a smash if he's getting 20 touches. And I wouldn't know that otherwise. Like I wouldn't know how to differentiate Tony Pollard from Benny Snell if I didn't play dynasty. Yeah, no. And, and it can help with making projections or like even going through others projections and be like, Oh man, this, uh, like this seems too high for Benny Snell. Like the guy's a piece of garbage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it can, it can backfire on you too, right? Like your takes aren't always wrong, but I do think it can point you in the right direction or give you more confidence on, like you said, all my lineups are showing Tony Pollard. You know, maybe if he was a Jag, you'd be like, uh, this doesn't make, but if you're like, Oh, this guy's good. All right. Let's just push the EV here. And then egregious, like egregious ones. Like maybe, you you you're aggregating something and then one of the sites didn't update and you're like oh Snell's still getting carries even though he's not playing or something like that like you know that he's not playing and so like that knowledge of the game matters like it it, it can definitely help in tons of different different ways I'd much rather have them just be numbers and yeah I don't have to worry about it and just cut and paste yeah and like let, the, let the math handle it like I should have done with this. John Cuncher asshole. <laughs> so what is, is he just not getting any playing? And it's in my, one of my best lineups. So how do you, I mean, not, we don't really have time to get into how the projection sausage gets made, but like, how do you even do projections for these randos when you don't have any like usage data on them for a new season? Um, you can, what I, it depends on who it is, but like for some players, and I do this in hockey too, not that I'm probably not going to play hockey anymore, but, um, I figure out comparables and just copy and paste the guy. Like, like, so, you know, name a a comparable for Tony Pollard. Like I would, this is an NBA terms, but we were just talking about him. So like, I don't know who's like an obvious two players who are very similar in a sport. Just think of that. And so like, if the draft, the draft, all the draft comparisons are for this guy, this guy, this guy, I'll just take like the middling comparison, go to his last season's usage, cut and paste, and then take a look and then adjust it just a little bit and then just use that for the first few games. And then are you are you using stuff that is shown to be predictive or like what what inputs about similar prospect profiles would point you in the same it's direction? It's just a base floor in the – Easiest way to okay, the easiest way to adjust for it is like okay, so let's say I make James Weissman, I compare him to Patrick Ewing, right, or something stupid like some legend, and then I'll go into my my projections and a sim, and I'll be like, oh, the uh, Warriors are projected eight points more now than their Vegas line. It's like, oh, that's because Weissman's not as good as Patrick Ewing. You know, and, and then because there's only so many points to go around, we know yeah. Curry's going to get a bunch. We know, um, you know, uh, Draymond Green, he was hurt first game, but you know what I'm saying? Clay Thompson's out too, but you would think Andrew Wiggins would get some points, although he never does. So like, there's only so many points left. So like, you don't even need to, you don't even need to do what I'm doing. So if you have info on all the other guys, you just subtract it from the total and there's about how many points they think he's going to get. Yeah. 
sense? No, it does. Yeah. I mean, like you gotta, you gotta anchor yourself to something, right? Like, I mean, you need some type of informed guess to make. That seems like a good way to do it. Well, the, the, this is our biggest advantage for DFS players compared to sports betters is we don't have to originate the lines and they're right, especially in the NBA and NFL. Um, so like same thing with football. If you got Benny Snell, like let's say he has no stats and then they're going to be like, he's our bell cow this week. Well, if you got him rushing for two and a half touchdowns and the over under on touchdowns for that game is two, it's like you're you're you you got to go back to the to the tool shed because uh, Roethlisberger is going to be projected for one point eight at least. You know, oh that I, I bad examples because they played so no, horrible. I have a good example because we you and me talked about this privately, and I'm curious what did you end up did you end up discovering why you had so much Denzel Mims this last week? And I, I love no, I, yeah, I need to to figure that out. I um. I didn't, I didn't see any errors. So, I mean, we're people, I have no idea what we're we're talking about either, but I think people enjoy this and we're going to wrap up in a sec, but it just felt like a very good example to what we were talking about. Yeah. We were DMing and we were, I can't remember who we were talking. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Crowder was in or something. And I'm like, I just noticed I had 76% Denzel. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah, I got to redo all my lineup, my lineups for the late slate. And I briefly looked at my 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 model and stuff, and I didn't see anything wrong with it. The only thing I could think of is like, um, uh, like I like let's say I'm factoring in ceiling, for example, like of my lineup. Like for some reason that he just popped to like get hit the minimum amount I'm looking for. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back in and look. That hasn't happened to me all season. I well, it's funny you say that because I I always run the Cardi's ceiling projections on the Blitz, and Mims was popping everywhere in the ceiling projections. So like, yeah. I don't think it was that absurd. Marcos in the chat, seventy six percent Mims. I get roasted on so many shows, Brian, because I love playing Denzel Mims. He's another guy who I'm anchored a little bit to his prospect profile. I think he's really good. And, you know, the Jets have just been not throwing enough, not trying to win games, give Frank Gore 30 carries a game until he dies. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it happens. I let I let Peter do my projections just for Mims. <laughs> just for Mims. Um, I, I, so I bumped it down to like 28, which is still probably too high. But at that point, I had so many lineups locked that I didn't want to like force anything even worse than Mims in there. And – uh, and it was fine. I took what I took sixth in the slant and um, two top hundred in the milli. Wait, was Mims in the sixth? I can't remember. But if I would arrange my lamps right, I would have won the the other milli, the fifteen hundred one. Really? I had a bet. I had I had at least one lineup better than Papa Gates, and and I and I and I, the three lineups I entered, I entered my top lineup and then two random ones. So I had. I had uh, what is that? Two in 148 chance, so one in 70 chance of one in a million. That's uh, I'll put a plug in. I did today. I made a compilation video of some of the best uh, nuggets of DFS advice uh, from people that I've had on my shows uh, on the Friday strategy shows. And one of the the nugget I put in from Brian was that idea of not worrying about which lineup you're putting into a contest if the EV is the same, you know, as far as projected points. And 
Brian's point was like, if they're different, but the projected points are the same, might as well just go with the different ones. Cause it, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, I, that, that point has stuck with me and I know I always give my buddy Joe Hulk a hard time cause he gets FOMO about what lineup he's putting in what contest. And it's just like, it's, I get it, but it's also like, it's so random and it, like, it just doesn't matter. You just got to make good lineups. I, right. And I can, I completely, you know, understand where he's coming from, where you get, like, if you're hand building, you put in all this time and effort into learning the players and like, okay, what am I doing here? If I'm not putting in the best plays that I think that I'm an expert and put all of, like, why am I doing this at all? It makes total sense to me. But like, like you have to think you're better than the projections, which maybe you are. So if you think you are better than projections, then that's completely different. But if like the projections show, whether you make your own or aggregate them, you don't think you're better than the aggregate. If they both show 140, it's, it doesn't fucking matter, even though it feels like it matters a lot. It's exact. It's a coin flip. Yep. And, and, and honestly, you could put the exact same lineup in with one player different. It doesn't matter either. Because you're you're expected to win the same thing. If you get super lucky, then you take first and second. But like uh, <laughs> either way, your expected value is exactly the same. Yep. And, and, and point projection is a little you know rule of thumb. Like there's more to it than that, obviously. And yeah. so like if you can hand build and you can do all of it in your head and be like, I know this lineup is better, even though their ownership's the same and the point projections the same, and their ceiling feels like is the same. Well, I then- mean. But the truth is you sent over the lineups uh, like some of them that the Sim had spit out for the for Yahoo. And a lot of my gut reaction is just like it, both of us were like, we just don't like Fournette. So we're just like manually discounting any Fournette lineups. Like manually in our heads, we're probably like, take five points off of this lineup, take five points off of this lineup. Even though it's not based in reality, we're just like, yeah. we don't like this guy. I think for me, it was also like, I don't want to be like shamed by you or whatever. Like there was part of it it where I'm like, I recognize, I recognize that people hate Fournette. So I'm saying that that is the top one, but also the fourth one too. So whatever you think. It's funny you say that now, because that actually sounds way more realistic because, but when you were chatting with me, it sounded like you had similar distaste, but it sounds like you were maybe worried about me just like hating a Fournette lineup. It was probably like 75, 25. Because I know Fournette sucks and he can bomb, but I'm almost every time in my DFS career, I just copy paste and I look at it and I go, man, I hate Fournette. Well, what are you going to do? Enter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's See, we're, we're discovering things about ourselves. I just figured out the true intent of what was going Because in my head, I'm like, wow. Brian's really turned into you know a film grinder here. He's really out on Fournette. <laughs> well, and, and we're collaborating too. So I don't want to be like, no, the Sim says it, dude. <laughs> Release the Sims. <laughs> um, all right, guys. This has been fun. We hope you guys have uh, an excellent, uh, excellent holidays, an excellent Christmas. Uh, Brian, any final words for the people here? Nope. Happy holidays. May all your uh stockings be full of uh, uh, DraftKings tickets. There you go. There you go. Uh, I do believe I have some Mary Millionaire tickets uh, in my account, so maybe I will have to become an NBA thought leader on Christmas Day. We will see. Uh, if you guys want to listen to this in audio form, uh, we have the link down below to subscribe. You also have probably realized we have gone YouTube exclusive. Twitter's killing off Periscope. We are killing off Periscope. So subscribe to Brian's channel. Like it. 
Um, you know, if Brian, you know, wants to take a page off of my playbook, maybe he'll start, you know, bribing people to subscribe to the channel. Brian, you think you would stoop to those lulls? I might. I like it. I like the. I like your strategy. I know you have. I think you have a prop bet that uh, I don't know if that's publicly available info. I know. I, I actually don't have a prop bet. It's oh, just I, a. Blender had a prop bet. No, no, no. It's it's just a a public, uh, you know, little uh, competition there, but nothing official. Oh, you guys should have put a little bread down. Yeah. Well, I blew my load on that before I got any money down on it. <laughs> uh, but yes, we will. We need to get Brian over 2K subs. So if for some reason you're watching this and not subscribed to the channel, please do so or hold out and wait till Brian bribes you with lots of money to subscribe. Uh, all right, guys, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week on LOLs. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.